What is up, everyone? Chris Manning here from the Lockdown Cavs podcast, coming to you after the Cavs just lost to the Chicago Bulls in an interesting uh, Eastern Conference Central Division showdown. We're getting into that by going through our big takeaway, giving out our awards, and talking about some other little Cavsy things on this episode. Evan, uh, play the intro music because I can't. You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get, whoa. Before we get into today's show, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Cavs your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube, where we did cross 1,000. Celebratory phone shake here for me. Uh, we made it. We have. We got. We got. We got more yachts to buy. Got more Teslas to buy. Evan's got more like NFTs to buy or Ethereum or whatever he's into these days. Copies of Pokemon Legends Arceus, like. Yeah, that, to yeah, I'm running that side hustle in New Jersey where people are buying uh, the leak copies of Pokemon Legends and leaking everything. Jimmy Longo, well, I will not share anything with you, but I've seen everything and I'm looking forward to it. We'll say that. Um, but look, help us get help us get to 2,000 as fast as possible by going to subscribe today. Remember, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, go to the show notes and check it out. Again, you've seen my hand, like the butt of my hand a couple of times, just so you know, I'm recording on my phone, a uh, little computer issue with my work, my day job computer, but I am in Tampa Bay, Tampa, Florida right now. Got a nice little view in, in the downtown. Uh, so this is going to sound a little different. It's going to look a little different. Transparency is key. But Evan, we're here. And how are you? I'm good. I, I look like a ghost still in sub-freezing Cleveland, Ohio. Um I installed LEDs behind my TV to add some nice, like, thematic lighting, and I have it on like candle that. glow right now. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. It's nice. It's it's nice. I, I'm I'm doing all right, all things considered. Hanging in there, you know. Just two thumbs up. Um, I'm not as overly dramatic about some people or, or how some people are being after this Cavs game. I thought it was a fun game overall. Like, if you're just a basketball mm-hmm. fan, like I like watching the Bulls play to begin with. They have a lot of good, likable dudes on their team. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is most definitely an all-star. You can quibble with me if he's a forward or a guard or whatever, what have you, but he's an all-star full stop. And this is Larry Marketing's best game as a Cavalier and probably Jerry Allen's yeah. worst game as a Cavalier. Those are like some of my early takeaways, but how are you before we get started? Doing good. The you know, I had someone when I was at my, this work thing that they tell me that it's cold here and I looked at them like very like, very just accusatory because it's not colder. This is... This is some some nice weather. I understand snowbirds now in my in my old age, in my late twenties. Um, this game was interesting, Evan. This game was interesting because for reference, folks, it's fifty five degrees right now in Tampa Bay for Chris. Yeah, well, I had a high seventy three to low forty six. I, had a, I had a nice dinner with Alex Super yesterday. I'm I'm doing great. Um, Evan, I think this Cavs game to me comes down to energy. The fact that they played like in a ton of cities in like eight nights. They look tired. I think they also struggled with some of the cross matching. Like I, I felt that Mobley on the Rosen early was like really interesting, and then it kind of moved away from that as the game went on for for both teams. Frankly, um, I, I think just you know DeRozan, I think as you mentioned, was incredible. Like kind of even getting some buckets on Okoro and stuff. 
I don't think the Cavs did particularly well with some of the speed and some of the nah. from some of the guys in Chicago. And I, that this is one of those games where like I'm I'm thinking about it more of like a big picture sense. And like I think if you're a fan of this team, you want them to just win every game and everything. But like I almost was like going through my head in this one, thinking about the different kinds of players they could theoretically sign. I go go and look to add. Like, do they want like a more three and D? Wing like, and I was just wondering, okay, if you just plug like an actual three and D wing into this rotation that wasn't Jetty and wasn't willing to defend and shoot threes, like with with how much would that raise the floor? And is that potentially more interesting than like a ball handler type that we've talked about a lot? I don't know the answer to that. I still probably tend to lean ball handler, but this is one of those games where you look at some of the weaknesses. And frankly, you like look, they missed Lamar Stevens, who isn't the quickest guy, but like a good defender. Like it just felt like the Bulls kind of had some stylistic advantages that like you know, were, were this like a playoff series and I'm going to, you know, if this, this were to happen, like you would expect JB Bickerstaff to make some adjustments for game two and go with something different to try to, to create some different, different outcomes here. I think. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling like this game certainly had a playoff vibe to it for sure. I just mm-hmm. think with the energy, the Cavs are kind of riding in on, I think you made a very smart point of them. This is being their eighth game in 13 nights in a different location. Like they had a quick cup of coffee on Monday in Cleveland before they hit the road for Chicago, they get some well-deserved Thursday, Friday, two days off, and then they'll be back at it at home and a three game homestand, which is kind of helpful too. Uh, we'll talk about this later on, but like JV Bickerstaff hinted the fact that Ray John Rondo will probably be back Saturday, which will be helpful. Um, yep. I have found out Lamar Stevens is kind of being held out for similar reasons and he'll probably be back Saturday as well. So the Cavs will be technically at full strength, Sands like Ricky Rubio and Colin Sexton at this point. And that's that's encouraging in itself. You hope that the Cavs can kind of just feel, build some familiarity and momentum. But, like, yeah, the Cavs had a lot of good energy going into this game. I think they just kind of came out flat. I think it's still admirable that they're able to battle down the stretch. Like, mm-hmm. Serena Winters asked JB about this pregame, about how the Cavs were down almost like it felt like 50 at one point in the preseason when they played Chicago for the first time. And it's just different to think like how far they've come from this point. And also like the fact that this cast team just kind of doesn't lay down and quit. And yeah, I agree. So if this were a playoff series, I think JB would make the proper adjustments to kind of like figure out exploits and mismatches and such too. But I also just think this puts into perspective kind of just how young and inexperienced this cast team is right now. And I think they just, they still have a little bit more room to grow and this is a good learning experience for them overall. I mean, the Cavs right now are fourth in the East after this game. They're two games back of the first place, the Heat are first place. And it tells you how much in flux this is. The Bulls are a half game behind them. So the Cavs are a game and a half behind Chicago. Philly is a half of game behind Cleveland in, in the fifth spot. Um, Joel Embiid, if you if people didn't see, had like an incredible game. Had a 50 uh, burger in 27 minutes. Can I? I want to say I want to ask two things. I'm going to give a take. And I'm going to ask you something. Number one, if I could pick a Cavs playoff opponent, I can't believe we're talking about this in January. Like that's just how the season has gone. I kind of want to see the Philly series. I just want to see like Allen and Moby against Embiid. Um, get back to me on that one once Cleveland plays Philadelphia finally, which is weird. John Michael pointed this out during the broadcast. It's weird to say that the Cavs haven't played the Sixers yet this season, but um, I'm trying to think of who I'd prefer. I think like Miami would be it, fun. I think I I would take a seven game series with Chicago uh, somehow, some way. Let's say like the the Bucks kind of jump in, like it's. Cleveland, Milwaukee. I think the Mobley Giannis matchup for a seven game series would be a lot of fun too. Like, there's interesting opponents. Um, I want to see how Allen handles Joel Embiid because, again, I, I, I firmly want to say this is probably his worst game as a Cav tonight. Like, Nikola Vucevic just 
really took advantage of the fact yeah. that Allen just is not comfortable defending in space. Yeah, and I, and I think it's like intricate Allen switches okay, and he does. I think they do a lot of work to have him defend wings in space, but it's like Vucevic is this weird kind of guy where like he pump yep. bigs a lot, and and Allen bit on those a ton in this game. Here's Evan, my question: Cavs are again fourth in the East right now. They've beaten the Nets this week, and they beat the Bulls, both teams that are not at full strength, right? The Nets obviously without um, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. and the Bulls didn't have Lonzo and Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, are the Cavs like to you more of in that top four? Or are they kind of in that top six? Are they a top eight team? Like, what, how do you feel about them as we sit right now, just a little bit past the halfway point? Well, I talked to Mac Robinson about this uh, front of the pod. Uh, listen to the show if you haven't, but I was on the radio. He asked me the same question. I think the Cavs are a top six team, yeah. and I don't think they need to be fixated on necessarily like gunning for those top two or three spots. I think they should be comfortable with trying to widen this gap with Charlotte as much as possible for the sixth seed. So that they can comfortably say we're not playing in the play-in tournament. We have clinched a home playoff, or not a home playoff series, but we have clinched a playoff series. And if it started today, I think they would play Brooklyn in the first round if that's the case. So in the uh, today scheme, would be today. Today would be Philly. It'd be uh, Philly right now. Philly's the three seed. No, so the Cavs are fourth. No, I'm saying if let's say Cleveland is oh. a sixth seed in this scenario, like I think yes, they're a top yes, six yes. team. Okay. So if they're fluctuating yes. between that, I don't think they're a play-in caliber team. I think they are a playoff team. I just mm-hmm. don't think they're the cream of the crop, which is Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Miami, depending on how you feel about them, and then Chicago as well. And then Philly, I think, is like a fringe team with Cleveland right on the outside. But like Philly has yeah, clearly I, got – has Joel Embiid. Like they're, they're a peg above Cleveland. Yeah, I, I think that's probably right in practice. I think net rating and like some of the numbers would lead you to think the Cavs are above – like they've, they've had like one of the top five net ratings um, in the league for like most of this year, and, and that means something. I, I it's more of the thing. I I think I want to see it, you know, um, and I think there are some playoff questions about what is kind of going on um, with them. Like I want to see how this team would look in a playoff series. I want with Darius Garland having to do so much of the ball handling, um, depending on you know how many minutes Rondo plays and stuff. But um, it, it, this is interesting. We you know we'll get they'll play the Thunder again on Saturday, and like we'll get more of these interesting matchups down the line. Like they play Charlotte in like a couple weeks, and that game to me will be really interesting. But that's a big game. I am HO. Is it raining in Tampa right now? I I I have absolutely no idea what is going on. Well, well, Chris, while you figure that out, I'm gonna give you a quick mute. See, no, I, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, you should. I, I would if you can, and we'll come back. I mean, you got an ad read to do. I do, I do, and I'd like to give you a Harvard. quick word from today's sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online, I'd like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code locked on to get started and enjoy the simple, soothing sounds of Chris's rainfall while you sign up. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Moving rooms. Can't do that. Oh, nice, nice. I have two rooms in my hotel room, Flex. <laughs> Thank you. Well, here's the problem. The lighting isn't as good in all these rooms. We're just going to we're gonna figure this out. Um, I, it sounded like someone was like, dem- like demolishing a car in the background over there. That wasn't good. So we'll figure it out. But Evan, uh, let's get into awards. I think my MVP is Lowry Marketing for shooting as well as he has all year, playing with confidence. Look like he got a crisp new haircut as well. 
it, maybe just coming back to Chicago does that for him. I still think it's funny because I did that feature on Larry and he didn't pay for movers. He just moved all his stuff himself from Chicago I, look, to Cleveland. I, you, you res, you res, I respect the man. Like, like you know how like Chad Ochocinco um, had like fake, McDonald's. fake jewelry? Oh, well, he, did, he didn't buy like real – his earrings were from like players. Like, he didn't buy like real diamonds. He's like, I'm, I, I want to be rich. Like I respect that. No, I respect it too, man. And no, I think Larry's an excellent pick too. Like he had a fresh haircut. He was really fresh this game. He was arguably the most consistent player for the Cavs tonight, which is weird to think. He was the best three-point shooter, which again is weird to think and say. But this was his best game as a Cavalier. Do you agree? Uh, I do. I I look at him and I think he played with confidence. I think he played Mm -hmm. with energy i think his shot looked really confident i felt like they were getting him in rhythm you know i you know you we've talked about it a little bit and i don't totally buy it as an excuse and excuse is maybe the wrong word but you know i i don't think like all of his shot making struggles are really like about where the ball is being placed and things i think there's a little bit of just like he's you know just kind of an average shooter i i thought like he just was very much in fluid motion in this game like he was getting the mm-hmm. ball and firing and he looked good and I, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a revenge thing. You know, like there's always like the Wiggins plays well in Cleveland and, and now it gets the Wolves thing. Like maybe there's just some energy there with Lowry in a way that, you know, maybe we don't, he won't like externalize with, with the media or whatever. But like, oh, yeah, I if felt, you asked him, hey, were you like motivated to kind of show the Bulls they yeah. were wrong? He, he'll say no because he was asked that already when Cleveland plays Chicago yeah. in Cleveland. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he's <clears throat> not that kind of guy to like. I think say that stuff, but like, there's probably yeah, something maybe deep down. Just kind of, I think that I think that's kind of a normal human thing. Um, I felt as he just looked in the flow, and I, I think if it's not him, it's like Darius Garland on the MVP yep. picks, right? Like it's one of those two yeah. guys. I don't think anyone else like Mobley had some really good stuff. I don't, and so he's like, and he's always kind of in the running. I don't feel like anyone else was like really at that level of like playing a particular no. game. No, I mean, Isaac played some good defense at times. I think DeMar DeRozan got the better of him. Kevin Love deserves a shout just with 13 points off the bench. Um, Jetty Osmond's shooting acumen. I wish that could come back so we could give him some MVP honors, but we're in a Jetty Valley, folks, so it's going to be bumpy for a while, me thinks. But, yeah, Darius is the uh, other pick. Evan, um, I'm, putting, I'm putting this on the record. Now. I need you to remind me before we record on Friday to check the Rubio the the post Rubio I'm gonna I need to look at the the Osmond's number since Rubio's gotten hurt. I'm sure they're gonna be really such a such a joyful thing to look at. You know the numbers will be bleak I'm sure but um Evan what's your what's your do you have another MVP is there something we didn't talk about? No it's Darius I mean I think the only concerning thing is is he played 40 minutes tonight um I believe Chris Fedor asked about it and JB said it's just it's a part of the team's like game plan is to have Dar- lean on Darius so heavily. So we'll see how this ends up. Cause like they have his diet and his training, everything else like regimented and like laid out and like planned. So like, he's probably going to be playing big minutes like this down the stretch, especially if the Cavs want to make a serious playoff push. But dude, Darius was good. He, he's been consistently great lately. I mean, 20 and 12, I think he's averaging 20 and 10 in January, which is pretty impressive in itself. Like he, he's been really good. All right, moving on. Um, my stat of the night. Mm-hmm. You mentioned J.D. Osmond. You mentioned Kevin Love. They're my stat of the night. One of eight combined for them from three. That's just not at the level you need them, frankly, I think, to be at. If, if the, I think particularly in a game like this where it kind of became a little more open and it was very offensive-oriented and the Cavs were having to trade buckets, they weren't in the game late. 
But if you're going to need to mm-hmm. use them to kind of bridge your gap to your clothing lineup, which is a more defensive lineup, and you yeah. need points to kind of make it closer, like Garland and Okoro and Mobley and Allen and, and Lowry can kind of muck up enough. Like the, it's the recipe we saw against the Nets. It's get there late and make and make it make it ugly and figure it out. I think you look at that game and you look at this performance and it's like, okay, those two guys are so key to what the bench is on this team and they don't shoot well. And it's like, I don't really know how, like, I'm not surprised that they lost in the way they did because those two guys ultimately didn't shoot that well. No, I'm not surprised either at the end of the day. Like I really am curious to see what Jetty's numbers look like. And even Kevin's numbers look like without with Rubio now gone because those two really did. Kevin's tired. And like, I think everyone looks, looks tired, tired, but Kevin, Kevin looks like fatigued and like that. That makes sense to me. Yeah, it makes sense. I think it's also suboptimal. The Cavs went 15 of 22 from the three free throw line. I mean, that's might've narrowed the gap a little bit more and in Grant Cleveland lost by 13 in this one. So if you, if the Cleveland made all their free throws, they'd lose by six in this one instead. But I think that's a fair statistic. I, I think a lot of it is not having Rondo out there. Like no disrespect to Brandon Goodwin, but Brandon Goodwin just, doesn't have the same juice like Rondo or Rubio provides, obviously. And I, I, think I will they, say, I like the speed. I like the yeah. speed. He makes me like. He makes There's me something there. If, Sexton, if well, it, I wonder if like if Colin Sexton provides that speed element. I think that that's like an underrated thing to talk about Colin Sexton. But we'll talk about him next July when he is theoretically healthy and signs a new contract. Yeah, whether it's with the Cavs or not. And my stat of the night pick is the fact that Cleveland was outscored fifty-eight to forty-six in the paint. That is pretty abnormal for this Cavs team. They're a team that prides themselves on the rim and paint defense and the fact that they kind of want to dominate from the inside out. Um, I bet you, like we talked about JB making adjustments. I think this is like one of the biggest things he'd point his finger at and just kind of say, hey, this is unacceptable. We need to do better than this. The turnovers weren't as bad. I mean, 15 for Cleveland, 10 for Chicago. But like the points, the paint, like that's probably driving drove JV of a wall throughout this game. It's definitely going to be something they talk about. They break down film. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Okay, Evan, play of the night. Mine is late in, the, I think, fourth quarter, third quarter. Uh, Darius Garland basically gets triple teamed and kind of does that little jump pass to, to Isaac Okoro of cuts and then finishes at the rim via through a contest from Nikola Vucevic. Kind of an up and down Okoro game. A little bit of, uh, you know, a couple fouls under Rosen. Had a really bad turnover late where he kind of, for, he just kind of threw the pass before he looked to see if uh, a defender was there when he was trying to feed market in for a three. Um but this finish for him was like this. This is the kind of stuff you need from him in these kind of games. And this is where the game was close. So it kind of kept kind of made that late comeback and then it kind of petered out. But this was just like a really skilled finish. And, and obviously from Darius, another really, really good pass. He, I feel like lately we're seeing him try to put more like spice on his passes, a little more English on them because mm-hmm. he just is, you can feel, I think he's feeling it. And like, this is one of those ones where like he didn't get too close to the sun. Like he, he threw it really, really perfectly. No, it was a good play. Um, I think we're thinking the same one. It's it's like a bread and butter play for Cleveland at this point where like Isaac cuts along the baseline and Darius or whoever's at the top of the key finds him and just gives it to him because defenses ignore Coro on the perimeter still, which is mean like understandable. He's not the greatest three point shooter, but my play of the night pick is just Larry Marketing hitting a three pointer with four forty four left and he brought the game within two points and then Akoro was able to hit one of two free throws after that to bring it in one point. And that's just kind of where it fell apart from Cleveland for there. But like that was a key play. That was a really good read on Darius's part. Um, my play would have been if Markin had made a three is when Mobley was in the low block and he kicks it out to Markin at the top of the 
perimeter and he just like hits that three. I'm like, that is such a pretty pass. And I am so upset Larry Markinen didn't make that three pointer. But Markinen making that fast break three, just kind of keeping the Cavs in it. Like I said, it's admirable. This Cavs team keeps doing that. And that's just my play that I pick. I, I, I think shutting on Mobley's passing is something we probably should have touched on because I felt in this game his passing. Um, when he got doubled, was really, really decisive and good. And he, he yeah. throws very hard passes. Like, it, it's a good development. Yeah, he – it's some of the stuff he saw at USC, some of the stuff that's really popped at the beginning of the season. I want to see what it looks like once he has a little bit more NBA conditioning and seasoning under him. I'm definitely interested to see where it goes from here. But, like, that playmaking aspect is something that's really popped and just, like – I was just like, oh, that was such a pretty pass, and Larry Markman didn't finish it. And I was just like, dang. But, yeah, I don't know. This is a fun game in the grand scheme of things. Like, I know people are like, I'm going to have a stroke because of how poorly the Cavs played. Like, again, they're tired. I think they need a few days off. They'll probably come out juice against Oklahoma City. Hopefully they come out and get a good win, and they just keep building good momentum. Like, they're not going to win every single game. They weren't going to go, like you said, like back when they lost, like, their first – couple games like well they weren't going to go 70 or like 80 and two or something like that they're not going to go 79 and three etc like they're going to lose games but they're fun and this is a fun game yeah this was one of those games where it's like i a little bit of a schedule thing i think the bulls just credits haven't played really really well um derozan is freaking awesome and you know they're down guys too like everyone's kind of just muck yeah like this is when you get into the nba season and everyone has excuses about how things can go wrong we should empathize, I think, with the players. I think we should empathize with, with how crazy things can get, especially with, um, you know, the Cavs aren't dealing with COVID right now, but, like, the world we're living in is still a little bit bonkers. And kudos to the Cavs for, I think, just kind of making the most of of the whole thing. And at least, like, I mean, I mean again, like, the, the stretch they're on right now, this West Coast trip they just came off of, you know, beating the Nets on Monday in the way they did. Like, it, these are – there are still, like, outperforming expectations. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, they're playing so well. And, like, that's why I can't be too mad. Like, they played hard. And I just think maybe the Cavs just ran out of gas. And one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, sure, they're down Lonzo and Levine. But, like, they still have DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic and Alex and Yeah, after the break, Evan, I want to talk about Caruso and Kevin Love for a sec. Because I just have something I want to shout out on the top of my room. So, um, okay. if you're listening to audio, we'll be right back. And if you're on YouTube, we're just going to keep going. Uh, Evan, I found the one of the cross matches that made me giggle the most was Alex Caruso just like guarding Kevin Love, and it like was fine for the Bulls because Alex Caruso freaking rocks. Yeah, I know a lot of people were questioning uh, Billy Donovan putting Alex Caruso on Kevin Love, and my only counterpoint to that is is the the Bulls were playing another point guard at the four for quite a while this season after Pat Williams went down. And I just think it's a the the Bulls really did counter the Cavs going big. Well, Chicago just went small, and they played it very effectively, and it's it just very worked for very them. fast, very yeah, very fast. Fa- very fast, and like that's this is the medicine to Cleveland going playing their like quote unquote big ass lineup is going small and playing fast. You can kind of really get past it. Like people are already kind of pointing it out quietly. Like, Oh, the Cavs are kind of getting killed at the fast break. Whenever they have like market and Mobley and Allen on the floor, market and love and Allen, et cetera, on the floor at the same time. Like, yeah, defensively, like in a half court situation, it's pretty easy for the Cavs to defend the paint. When you have three, seven footers on the floor and you can add size to defend shooters as well. 
But like in fast break scenarios, it sometimes is not ideal, especially when then you're facing like Garland, Okoro, et cetera, getting in foul trouble. But it's an interesting development for sure. Like you and I talked about at the top, if this was a playoff series, I'd be very interested to see how JB adjusts things just to kind of, excuse me, tinker a little bit because he is a coach who is not afraid to try different things to see if it works. All right, I've been listening to two things, and we'll get out of here. Number one, uh, I just we've said it enough. I don't we don't need to get into it anymore. I think rest will do this team a lot of good. I think the energy yep. level on Saturday, I would suspect it looks better. We'll see how it looks. Secondly, you mentioned it at the top. We should talk about it now. Razor Rondo looks like he's going to be back on Saturday. Um, he did practice with the Canton Charge um, on what's today Wednesday. Yes, he looks like he practiced yes. with the Canton Charge on Wednesday. Um, did uh they had a little video of him talking after practice, which I found sort of funny because I just imagined they were Rondo like agreeing to do that. It was just like a, a funny experience. Um, knowing, knowing Rondo's cantankerous relationship with having to talk about anything in a public way. Um, yeah. I I mean I I, I did you watch the video of Rondo like checking in from practice? I saw it. I saw shout, it. The body language you, was just like charge PR guy Sean Wyatt for taking the video. But it just felt it was so goofy. It felt like he was like a hostage video. Rondo definitely had no like desire to, to be in that video, I don't think. Um yeah. I mean here's where I, where I think it gets interesting because Rondo's gonna play. So here we go. Garland, Okoro. And I, there's frankly, we I don't want to discuss it. There's no reason to think Okoro shouldn't start over his demon. That's that's blasphemy to me. Marketing, Mobley, and Allen is the five. So then we're gonna go Rondo. We're gonna go we're gonna go. Kevin Love, Jetty Osmond, and then you getting into, you know, Lamar, Dylan Windler, Brandon mm-hmm. Goodwin, Dean Wade's kind of been become a forgotten man now, and I think you know I, I think he's probably deserving of a look again at some point, and maybe if an injury happens, he'll, he'll get his chance. But I, I who if you could if you could pick if Evan Demerel, you know gets uh, he gets to come down from his from from you know his from his from his Perched stage, the from press his, box. You know, his, his, there we go. His, you know, you get brought down like out of the rafters, like you know, like like a whole unwillingly. I'm just JB's like stop, like, like stop. Yeah. The flame, the flames kick on on the on the jumbotron in the queue, and you you come you ascend from from the heavens of the banners. How, who is in your rotation, and how how many deep do you want to go? Well, JB says he likes to go ten deep. That's a lie. He goes eight or nine deep. So, <laughs> um, that's right. That's exactly that. That's a good. That's a good way to start this. I I would go ten, and I would play both Windler and I would go the five Same. starters, Rondo, yep. Love, Jetty, Windler, Windler, and then maybe and Lamar. Steve, yeah, Lamar. Then if you want to give Wade some minutes, if somebody's shots not falling, if you need some sudden three point shooting, or if you just want an extra body out there, maybe you give Wade those eleventh man minutes. But in terms of like dichotomy, I'd give Lamar. Maybe more minutes than Windler, obviously. Then maybe he eats to the Jetty's minutes as well because Jetty's shot has completely abandoned him. Like, yeah, Jetty's about to be I, back I am in fascinated to see this. Sure. Chris Manning, like, I was restless on an air on a flight from Tampa to Cleveland or Baltimore, Bro, I, and I, I had to research the Rondo, I, the on off numbers I, with, with and without I, Rubio. I, I hate flying. That's that's little fun fact. I absolutely think flying sucks. And it's a terrible. I do too. It's so stressful. Um, Stress really stresses me out, especially just like in general. Especially like, I just there's nothing about it that's enjoyable. Um, give me like a nice train, like give me like a nice just something else. Um, and then 
So Osman played 17 minutes against the Bulls. That seems like it's going to be like the norm going forward. And Dylan Windler only Dylan Windler played 17 as well. Dylan Windler is showing me enough where like yeah. I'm, I'm the I'm the kombucha. Windler plays here. tough. Yeah, Windler plays tough. He no isn't afraid to take threes. The kombucha grill, unbelievable. Set that yeah, up I, the whole time. Have had this in the back of my head. You don't even react. Unbelievable. It's been a day. So I, I know. I, I know. I know. Oh, you back girl. I always thought she was sipping a Bud Light, not kombucha. I mean, that's everyone's no, that's, reaction that's... when you drink kombucha. <clears throat> but the, the, when there's like doing enough where I'm just like, I just want to yeah. see it. And I don't, I, I feel like he's done enough where like, I feel like he's earned minutes and like earned is a strong word. Like this is the, the highest level of professional basketball. Like nothing is guaranteed unless you're like a certain caliber guy. And Bro, you're not a caliber golden guy. opportunity to say nothing is given. Everything is earned. Did you call yourselves? Next, you're gonna tell he, me the Cavs won championship in 2017. He he rolls he, he, ro- <laughs> he rolls up his sleeves and goes to work every day like the rest of us, Evan. Yeah, roll up them sleeves. But look, I I would like to see Winler play, and I would like to see Lamar play. I think both those guys have played well enough the last two weeks. Yeah, like, I want to see those dudes play. And I yeah. I again I I just think I just think like the Cavs. With Garland playing a lot of minutes, with Evan Mobley playing a lot of minutes, like I think eventually they run the risk of running the tires off these guys, and th- if this can take some of the tread off, and if Rondo can take some of the da- the tread off of Darius tire- Darius's tires, that to me is a good thing for the long run of the of the season. No, absolutely, because I really don't think it's tenable for the Cavs to play Darius Garland forty plus minutes a night every night going forward. Like they need to give yeah. him some nights where he is like low 30s that's that's ideal but yeah Windler's played really hard i think jb is a coach where he'll reward players for just playing hard and making like winning basketball plays and Windler seems to make a couple of those every now and then on a night so reward is strong play as of late i think lamar is a pretty clear option in the rotation i think he's one of jb's guys overall like jb is just really being one of lamar's biggest advocates uh more about that on friday and um, we will just kind of see what's going to happen. But, yeah, I think, like, if the Cavs – so, JB, if he goes eight or nine deep, it's going to be Rondo, Stevens, Osman, Love off the bench. Probably so that, not if it's in that nine, order. You, okay. I think, I think Windler gets yeah. phased out and Stevens gets those minutes yeah. instead. Yeah, if, if, if it's nine instead of ten, yeah, I would agree. And I, I would suspect – I, I want to see how Rondo's deployed. We've only seen it, obviously, just a little bit because of his, his hamstring injury. I want to see how yeah. he's deployed. Um, and I, I, I'd i be curious to see how JBL, if the closing lineup changes, just because I think there's probably a temptation to put another ball handler on the floor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would do that just because of um, some of the other benefits I think you get from those other guys, but I could see him thinking about it yeah. if it comes down to those kind of moments. It's really clear the Cavs do need a, another ball handler on this roster and some type of creation or shot creation from the two three spot. That's yeah. just my other. That's my final take yeah. of the night. Like, I, it's become clear during this road trip. It became really clear against Chicago that they yeah. are missing Collins Sexton and and uh, yeah. Ricky Rubio. They're trying to f- create some of it with like having Darius come off screens and have a quarrel passing the top of the key yeah. and things and Allen's passing and stuff, but. It's not quite the same as just like having another guy who can generally bring up the ball and, and initiate some stuff. Okay, uh, that is going to be it. Thank you for making it through this very weird episode of Lockdown Cabs. Again, I'm on the road, had that computer snafu, recording on my phone. 
Um, so it might sound a little different. The video might look a little different if you're watching on YouTube. Please go subscribe. It, it, it's a little off, but we'll be back to normal on Friday. We're going to record sometime during the day on Friday. Perhaps do it live on YouTube so you can uh, come in and ask us questions and things. But Evan, uh, why don't you why don't you take us out here as we wrap up the Locked On Cavs Tampa Bay edition? The Tampa Bay edition. Thank you everyone for making Locked On Cavs your first listen of the day. We always appreciate it. Like just always, always, always appreciate it. Um, and if you need to make anything else your second listen of the day, check out Locked On Bets. Check out Locked On Browns. Check out locked on guardians check out anything that you're interested in i'm sure i'm curious to see what locked on browns this is after baker's surgery and the odd video he posted of him in the sling but yeah thanks everyone for listening um make some time for yourself your mental health matters it's always okay to say you're not okay and just uh keep on keeping on see you friday